For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Reichel, and this is the Betting Barrier Podcast on the Bleed Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network. The only place of the show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at Reichel Radio. On this week's show, we're going to be looking at the San Francisco Giants and their upcoming baseball matchups over the following week. But before we do all that, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsor. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the football field once again. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more props, odds, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football-related. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back, everybody, to the Bet and Maria podcast. For one and break, we previewed what we are doing with this week's show. Once again, talk about the San Francisco Giants and their upcoming matchups over the next week. However, we got to do what we always do, which is recap how we did last week. And we absolutely crushed it. Second straight week, we did very well to go through everything. Uh, we talked about the series finale starting on Thursday against the Dodgers. We thought they would lose and not cover the run line. That happened. They lost 5-3. to three. Then we thought they would end up sweeping the two-game series against the Athletics while covering the run line in both games. That ended up happening. And then we thought they would lose the series to the Padres. We thought they would get swept. They won the first one, lost the next two, didn't cover the run line in either loss. So we got one game wrong in the entire card last week, uh, which means if you want to just do the numbers, that means we went five and six. I mean, we went five and one out of six games. So we absolutely crushed it. Giants, not so much. And I feel like I've kind of hit the nail on the head with this team, which might upset some fans, but I'm going to say it again. They're a mediocre best baseball team. They are good at beating up on weaker teams and losing to very good teams. And when that happens, you tend to hover around 500. And the Giants, right now, through 111 games, are three games under. But either way, uh, they'll look to take advantage of some weaker teams starting on Friday because they do have a day off for Thursday. The games in the next couple of weeks are all against cupcake opponents. They play Pittsburgh, they play Arizona, they play Colorado, and they play Detroit for two games. So this is really the make or break, I'd say, stage of the season for the Giants. They, they don't exactly have much time anyway because there's still 50 games left, but the NL wildcard is not exactly an easy race, and the Giants are pretty far behind at this point. But when you're matched up against this many bad teams in a row, you're going to have to basically run the table here or you're in cores, so maybe lose a game or two. But the Giants, this is going to be a 12-game stretch against four pretty awful teams. And the Giants are going to need to, I'd say, win at least 10 of these to realistically have a shot, because this is going to be their easiest stretch by far for the remainder of the season. 
And as a result, they're going to have to do something about it. There is a, an insane grouping happening later on in September where they play Colorado, Arizona, Colorado, and Arizona. Just kind of zigzagging back and forth. But you get what I'm trying to say. It's an important week, two weeks or so for the Giants, and we'll see how they respond. But starting off with the Friday game uh, taking place at home against Pittsburgh, Yevro Don pitching against Wilson. And for this one, the Giants will be huge favorites. There's no doubt about it. And I like them on the run line in this spot. Pittsburgh's an awful team. Uh, they're also really bad on the road, 21 and 37 on the highway. They have Bryce Wilson on the mound, 5.86 ERA, taking on Rodon. I got to assume minus one and a half for the Giants here is going to be close to minus 140, minus 150. But I can't really say no. Wilson has been better lately, so I'll give him that. But Rodon's been great. We know this. Pittsburgh has not been a good team, and I just said the Giants beat up on bad teams, and they lose to the good teams, and this is a bad team. I think they should take advantage of it. I do like Rodon to get the job done here at home. I'm going to lean to the under in this game, though. Wilson has looked better. I don't exactly trust the Pirates' bullpen if this game is extremely close at the end, but I do think the Giants should eventually find a way to win this game 4-1, to one, something like that. So I'll go with the Giants on the run line in this series opener. And now moving on to... The second game, we have Logan Webb pitching against uh, somebody. It's not named yet. I don't know if it really matters. Whoever Pittsburgh uses, it's not going to be better than Logan Webb. So it doesn't really matter which pitcher they end up using. But Webb's been very good as well. 10-5 and record, 3.17 ERA, going through the last couple of starts. He was struggling a little bit, but he bounced back against Oakland. Seven innings, two runs. And you look at the home numbers, he has been solid 3.01 ERA, and I simply put, think he's going to pitch well against a pretty underwhelming offense here at home. I do think that whoever Pittsburgh uses will probably pitch worse than Webb, so the Giants should have a lead after six or whenever Webb comes out of the game. Give me the Giants again on the run line, bit of deja vu. I think they end up winning the first two games of the series pretty handily. And then the last game on Sunday, you have Wood taking on Thompson. And Wood has been in my doghouse for the last couple of weeks, but I, I did acknowledge he was pitching better, but I still don't exactly think of him as being a very solid pitcher. However, he shut me up last time out because he went six and a third, gave up no runs against the Padres. And if you look at the last couple of starts, the length is concerning, but he has gone at least six and a third in two of the last three starts while allowing less than three runs. So he's been pitching better. And he's going up against Thompson, and Zach Thompson's been pretty underwhelming all season long, 5.08 ERA going through the last couple starts. He has struggled to even reach five innings. He's gone four and two-thirds and four and one-third in his last two starts. Uh, yeah, he's not been good for the last four, uh, four starts. I do think he'll struggle on this one. And if you want to look at the home road splits, uh, the home road splits for Thompson, he has been better on the road, but he still has a 4.42 ERA, so it's not like he's been good on the highway. He's just been that bad at home. But last five starts, 26 and two-thirds innings pitched, and he has a 6.75 ERA. I don't trust Thompson here. I think he's going to struggle. I think Wood should pitch well enough to get the Giants the lead, and I think the Giants hold on and win this game probably by multiple runs. But yeah, I'm going to go with the Giants in these three games, potentially on the run line in game three. I roasted the Giants for not making moves at the deadline, particularly selling. 
They should. They should have. I think they butchered the opportunity to at least get some prospects back. However, this team is still trying to push for a playoff spot. They're probably not going to make it, but they're going to try. And they no longer have to face off against the Dodgers and the Padres, which is, I'd say, a bit of a relief. I think they'll take out some frustration on Pittsburgh and do well in that three-game set at home. Now, moving on to the four-game set against Arizona, we're only going to cover the first three games in this series because the final game is on Thursday, so I'll save that for next week. But starting off with the series opener, this will be at home for the Giants once again. You have Cobb taking on Bumgarner, and I'm sure it's going to be a nice little uh, crowd, you know, reaction for Bumgarner, of course, returning back to Oracle. Doesn't change the fact Bumgarner has not been very good this year. Uh, 4.13 ERA, 6-11 record. He ended up picking up a loss on Wednesday against Pittsburgh. But to go through those numbers, uh, yeah, his last start against Pittsburgh, he did not pitch well. Five and two-thirds, five runs, four of them earned. Start before that, five and two-thirds. Uh, actually, sorry, that was against the Rockies, I believe. Five and two-thirds, five runs, four of them earned. And then in the matchup against Pittsburgh on Wednesday, six innings, five earned runs. Not exactly great. So Bumgarner has not been good. Truth is, ever since he left the Giants, he's been kind of awful, if I'm being completely honest with you. But you're looking at his pitching for the Giants, and you have Cobb pitching, who has been meh. I mean, that's kind of the best way to put it. If you want to go through the last couple outings, five innings, three runs, six and a third, three runs, six innings, one run, five and two thirds, four runs, seven and a third, one run with none of them earned. So he's been decent for the most part with one occasional gem in there, but I'm really not sold on Baumgartner as a pitcher at this stage in his career. And it's a brutal contract. Arizona is living with it. But the point is Arizona has arguably a comparable pitcher to Cobb right now. They're looking at the ERAs. They're separated by .02, and Cobb has a lower whip, and the Diamondbacks are also 19-31 and 31 on the highway, while the Giants are 29-27 and 27 at home. So I'll go with the Giants in the first game. I'm not going to take them on the run line. I think this game should be close. I don't exactly want to take a run line with Cobb at home, but I don't trust Bumgardner. I think the Giants get to him early. I actually like the over. In this game, I think you'll see a decent amount of opportunities. It'll probably be close to seven and a half or eight because of the fact that it's an Oracle and it's probably going to be, uh, well, we, we already know it's a pitcher-friendly ballpark. So I'm assuming it's going to be seven and a half or, or eight, especially at night, but I'll take the over. And moving on to the second game on Tuesday, you have Junis against Kelly. And Junis was not good in his last outing. Uh, he was actually horrible. Uh, he went less than three innings, got absolutely shelled. Uh, to go through that outing against San Diego, to, uh, 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 sorry, against uh, the, yeah, against the Dodgers, I should say. Three and two-thirds, three runs allowed. Uh, he was not good at all. And actually, did he, yeah, I, th I thought he pitched Wednesday. That's why I was confused. Yeah, two starts ago, it was against the Dodgers. Didn't pitch well. He pitched it again on Wednesday. Two and a third innings pitched, six earned runs. And yeah, so he's not been good. He's not going any length, and that's concerning. Meanwhile, you have Merrill Kelly, and Kelly has been just phenomenal. There's no other way around it. I think he's arguably the most underrated pitcher in the league. And his last seven, seven starts, he has an ERA below 1-5. He's been that good. I'm taking Kelly. I think Kelly is just an incredible pitcher. Kelly is so good 
that you wonder why Arizona still has him. You figured they would have flipped him for a couple prospects by now, but I'm taking Kelly in the spot because Junis has shown me nothing recently, and Kelly has. So I'll go with Arizona to get the job done on Tuesday. And then for Wednesday, you have Rodon again taking on Zach Davies. I am not a Zach Davies guy. Now, his ERA this year is actually okay, 4.03. He was on the IL for a little bit during the season. But if you want to look at his recent outings, it's been a mixed bag. He got injured in late June, came back to start August. First outing, two innings, four runs against Cleveland. Last outing, five innings, no runs against Colorado. But Davies, we know he has basically a 91-mile-per-hour fastball at this point, and Rodon's been very solid this season. I'm taking Rodon. I think Davies struggles. I think the Giants end up taking this game by multiple runs. I'll take Rodon on the run line in this one. And then for Thursday, we're going to save that for next week. But to go through the six games that we broke down for this card, we like the Giants to win all three games against Pittsburgh at home. We like the Giants to cover the run lines in the first two games. The third game's a little tricky, but um, yeah, it's a little tricky. I guess I'd lean Giants run line, but I think I'm staying away there. And then for the Arizona series at home, we like the over in the Monday game between Cobb and Bumgardner. I'm leaning to Cobb, but I feel better about the over. Then on Tuesday, we're taking Kelly to beat Junis. And then for Wednesday, we're taking Rodon on the run line against Zach Davies. But that's been this episode of the Bed and Maria podcast here for Thursday, August 11th. Bye, everyone. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.